everybody, Dimity McDowell here with the um, Train Like a Mother Club. I am joined by Coach Lindsay Hine of the 5K Success Plan. How how you doing today, Lindsay? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Tell us where tell tell the the audience where you're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in my closet, surrounded by some shoes and probably a bunch of old shirts that I could probably get rid of. <laughs> yeah, old lace shirts, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, because you are, you just put down your littlest for a nap, your middle one is napping, and we wanted some good sound quality without um, waking the babes, more importantly, right? Yes, and in case anybody like wakes up and needs to fuss for like five or ten minutes on their own and do their thing, then we don't hear them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Is, is your middle one in a crib still? Oh yes, oh yes. Oh. He's He turned two in January, and he is oh. in his crib, and He's at the stage where he's gone through a couple stages, but he's at the stage where it's so beautiful, you know, when you can actually look at your kid and say, we're going to go take a nap now. Hand him a drink of water and a book, and he lays down and says, bye. Like, oh. phenomenal, yes. So I don't know how long this phase will last, but right now I'm loving it. And he even lets me leave the door open a little bit, and I can, like, walk around in the hallways, and he's just laying in there waiting to fall asleep. Oh, yes, I love that. I love that. Yeah, uh, I, I hate that. You know, when they're in between, I don't know, two to three or whenever, I guess every kid's probably a little different, but you hear that thud, you know, yeah. where you, you know, you just hit, you know, they just hit the floor because they've released themselves from their crib, and then you're like, oh, time for a big, big girl, big boy bed. Yeah. Thing now. Yeah, and he could totally get out. He's just not ambitious enough. Yeah. <laughs> cool that. You stay how you are, Big Lou. That is fine with me. Yeah, yeah, Big Lou, you stay in that crib. Awesome, awesome. Well, so um, so we wanted to take a couple minutes today, um, and maybe you can listen to this while you're on the run or in the car or commuting or ironing or whatever, um, just to kind of talk about best practices, which sounds more highfalutin than we mean, but what you should expect and good good tips for if you are a newer runner or you're getting back to it, because we know that in this 5K success program, we have people who are either starting running fresh, which is awesome, or they're coming back from a pregnancy, an injury, um, just time off for a variety of reasons, you know, from everything from lack of motivation to just life got in the way, right? Um, and so Lindsay and I just wanted to kind of talk from our perspective and our experience about what to do so that you don't end up frustrated and needing, feeling burnt out or, you know, wanting to not continue because really we want you to be a, a runner for life. So, um, so the first thing um, on my list, Lindsay, is um, don't compare yourself, which, God, I mean, that's, I don't know, maybe we could solve world, world peace easier than, than uh, mm -hmm. figure out how to not compare yourself. But can you kind of talk about that a little bit and, and how you um, kind of came back to your running when you, uh, after you had number three? Yeah, I think that is such a good, good, good thing to talk about because no matter where you are in your training, no matter what level of an athlete you would consider yourself or, you know, novice, advanced, beginner, whatever you are, um, it's really easy to look at someone else who is, you know, also eight weeks postpartum or also eight months postpartum or three years postpartum or whatever and, and think, um, well, why can't I do what she's doing, you know? Um, yeah. we're, we're all different. We're all built differently. We all have different things going on in our lives, and it's really easy I know we're all on social media. We have our Facebook group and everything. It's so easy to look at other people on social media and compare to what they're doing. Um, I, I accidentally do it sometimes, and I have to slow myself down and say, Lindsay, stop. Like, 
you don't know if that person was up in the middle of the night with their kid for three hours. Like, you don't know what that person was doing, you know? Um, so, and that's why it's important to just kind of, like, look at what you're doing day to day and take it day by day. Um, don't worry about if you're eight weeks or eight months or, you know, it doesn't matter how far postpartum you are or wherever you are in your journey. You are where you are. Um, yeah. It's just so important to focus on yourself. And, cheer, and and another thing, too, with that being said, is while you're not comparing yourself to other people, it's also super important to cheer other people on because that feels good, right? It does. It does. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole thing is that, you know, around the Train Like a Mother Club and AMR, like, we want you to succeed, but but we've also created a community where you want everyone else to succeed, right? And that's, that's what's so fun about it and kind of, like, reaffirms my faith in humanity, you know, because it's like, okay, you're faster than me and maybe you'll always be faster than me, but go, go. Go, right. girl. That's awesome. Great. Yeah, I think what you said is really important. Social media thing is so hard because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the numbers. I mean, the other way to get caught up in the numbers is compare yourself. If you are coming back to this from, um, you know, two years ago, I ran a 25-minute 5K. And now I've had a baby and I took a full-time job and, um, you know, my IT band won't shut up. And I don't even think I can run, you know, a 35-minute 5K right now. And so are you going to completely sabotage yourself and negatively think of yourself and put yourself down because you're not the runner you were two years ago? Or can you be kind to yourself and meet yourself where you are and say, okay, you know what? So here I am. Guess what? I just opened up a new chapter. And maybe I'll get back to that really fast girl and maybe I won't but I'm going to do my best to find joy in my steps, find some positive aspects in every workout and, you know, be grateful that I get to be out here and that, you know, today I did something for myself. Like I think um, one of the things that we forget, especially when you are training for a race is how amazing and how potent running can be on your mood and your everyone you come in contact with that day, you know, I mean, you know, I'm coming off of a big spell, I'm not running, and let me tell you, my family feels it acutely, you know, and so I think sometimes, you know, when you get so wrapped up in the numbers, and in your GPS, and in what Strava is telling you how far you went, um, and you forget to take a step back and be like, wow, I just did something for my health, my mind, my body, my mind, my spirit, and my family, and everything else, and try to come at it from that way instead of the numbers way. Um, I don't know. I just it, it's it's a little bit of my uh, soapbox thing because I I I really think that uh, runners are just awesome, regardless of whether you the win the race or you are the bookend on the back of the race. Like you're doing something amazing and. I think we can forget that pretty easily because we put ourselves in this small pond of runners, right? And so, you know, you're just comparing yourself naturally. Well, and I have to say too, it's like, I mean, I'll just give an example today. I, I was, I, my baby had me up so much of last night and I probably wanted to run a little bit more than I did, but I knew that if I just stepped outside and did what I could do for 30 minutes. I, I ran for 30 minutes. I knew I was going to feel better, and I was going to be a better mom for the rest of the day, and I'm going to be tired today. I'm going to be a little bit less tired because I did that run. And it seems at the time because it's so hard to get started when you're so tired. Yes. But it yes. does help. I mean, it's not like you're, you know, it'd be one thing if I was, like, trying to go still bang out some really tough, hard 
workout, but I said, I'm not going to care about how fast I'm running. I'm not going to care if I walk and I'm just going to go do 30 minutes. And that's going to give me a little bit more energy for the rest of the day. Yeah. And hopefully I can sleep better tonight, right? Yes, you will. You definitely will. Well, hopefully he does. And you definitely will. Right. Because you yeah. Exercise. yeah. That I mean, take control, but yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, you can't. You just close the door. Right. <laughs> Sent you flying. Sorry. Um, that's a great point is that you just said is energy begets energy. I mean, that's another thing that I think sometimes runners forget is that you are, when you are dragging and that happens, you know, whether you come home from a long day, whether your kid has been sick, whether your kid has been up all night, you know, there is this lethargy that can kind of settle in and it is a, it is a big speed bump and it is a big speed bump for all of us. It's not like, you know, um, you have a, you have an easier time because you've been a runner for a long time or I have an easier time because this is my job. No, that speed bump is huge when I am feeling like, you know, all I want to do is go eat Doritos on the couch and, you know, watch some Netflix. So, um, but if you can just do, you know, if you can just remind yourself that if you can get that spark going and the energy will come and then you're going to you come back in after 20, 30 minutes and all of a sudden it's like you're almost, I mean, reborn might be a little dramatic, but but it does have this very, you know, you're, you're just, it's version point. 2.0 of you for the day, right? I mean, it's it, it's pretty magical, I think. And another thing I wanted to, I was just thinking about while you were talking um, about the comparison thing is, man, it's easy to compare, but we have no idea really how long someone else has been running before they were pregnant and how yes. long into their pregnancy they were able to run. So, yeah. like, coming back postpartum is so different because – well, heck, I've been running for 15, 20 years, so, you know, like, I have all those years built up when I'm coming back for my pregnancy, so it's like everybody's on such a different page, and coming back is going to be so different for every single person, um, and when you have to factor those years in. That's a lot of years, you know? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and you don't, I mean, that's the thing, and, and, and you know, I mean, I'm, we go to social media because that's what we can all see so easily and access it on our phones, and waiting at the stoplight and all that, but, you know, I don't, you, we put our best face forward on social media. I mean, I, I know I'm guilty of it. Like, oh, I had a great pace today. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Instagram that, you know, like, I think it's just human nature, you know, so you don't know what I've been doing. You don't know what's going on in my family. You don't know, you know, I mean, and the other thing that um, I really like to drive home with, with all runners, but stress is stress on the body. Like whether you are going to do you know, a 5K race, or you're up, like, like you were last night, Lindsay, or, you know, maybe my marriage isn't going so well, or maybe work, I've just gotten a new position, and um, I've got a whole bunch of responsibilities that I'm not entirely sure of. My body processes that all the same. So, you know, whether it's a physical workout, or a mental ringing your brain constantly all day long, like, you are constantly in that fight-or-flight mode. So, you know, get, so, I guess that's another way of saying like, okay, yeah, I can throw up something and say like, oh, I'm happy and I'm doing well on social media. But the reality is, is your body is, takes stress. You know, you take the hit no matter what and your, and your running will take the hit. So, I mean, part of, you know, this whole lifestyle thing, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but it's, it's sleep, it's nutrition, it's, you know, the other parts of self-care matter as much as the miles do. Um, Okay, let's go a little bit lighter <laughs> for a second. Um, let's talk about, you know, and this is, this is, I mean, this, I almost feel dumb saying this, but, 
you know, the color of your shoes, you know, you don't walk in and say, oh, I really like those teal Asics. I'm going to grab those. That is not how to pick a pair of shoes, right? <laughs> I mean, you worked at a, at a running shoe and you, you work with a running shoe store, a running store. Um, let's talk about the best way to get a pair, find your best pair of running shoes. I mean, I for sure, and, and even before, I, I, so I do some like social media work for a local running store here, and I don't work the floor or fit people for shoes or anything like that. I'm still the person that wants to go in and get my, my feet looked at as well. Okay. Um, but I am such a big believer in sending people into a run specialty store to get yeah. fitted for shoes because, man, if you go, and, and this is, you know, I, I bought things at Dick's and stores like that too. But they're, the people that are working at these run specialty stores are so educated, or at least they should be. I don't know if, I can't speak to all of them um, on the different types of shoes. And they're able to look at your gait and see how your foot falls and see if you, you pronate or see if you have a high arch or a flat foot. And um, they can really look at your feet and the way that your body is hitting the ground and say, okay, these are going to be the best shoes for you at least do it for your first pair and then you know I know it's more expensive to buy shoes there and that's a whole other ball that's a whole other story as if you want to shop local or not but um, buy your first pair from them get fitted from them and then if you want to then go to Amazon or whatever and um, get the old version that's a little bit cheaper to do it that way I don't know if you've ever done it that way Dimity but sure, sure. yeah um, yeah, once you find, and they change the models pretty quickly too. That's yes. what's, so you, so you really like this Brooks number seven Ravina or whatever. And so, but all of a sudden, you know, every season they come out with a new, just small tweaks. Yeah. Online for way cheaper if you want to stick to that same model. Uh, model exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, and honestly, like you got to check your ego at the door. I mean, I have, very large feet. Um, I wear men's shoes. I have wide shoes. I mean, I call my, my son has similar feet as mine. And I'm like, I call his dinner rolls. Like mine are like French breads, like at this point, and they're not even French bread because French bread, they're like ciabattas, right? They're like this wide, right? Um, but I mean, I just go in and I'm saying, listen, and you know, I need, I mean, I need a size 12 in men's. I mean, they're, they're black most of the time. They are not particularly pretty. They're, um, they look huge. They I look down at my feet and I'm like, okay, you're not going to win any feminine points, but you know what? They, they accommodate my orthotics that I have to have and they feel good. When I am running, they feel good. So if that, you know, that is really the only criteria beyond what you just talked about, Lindsay, like, you know, obviously you want to get the right shoe for your body and your gait and all that, but you know, you should put them on and they should feel good from the very very first, you know, out of the box. Like, there's no more break-in period. Well, that's you know? what I say. You were the one that said that, I think, right? Like, you don't, yeah. like, shoes are made so well these days that you don't really need, like, the whole three weeks to break them in or whatever deal that we used yeah. to believe. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take them out, you know. I mean, we're, we're talking about 5K running right now. So, but when you, you know, as you progress as a runner, I probably wouldn't take a brand new pair out on a run longer than an hour just to make sure, you know, there yeah. could be a scene that's a little out of place or something like that that might rub the wrong way. But, um, but for the most part, you know, they should feel really good and you should feel like I'm, I'm feeling these are, these are good. So, you know, it's nice to have your outfit be all matchy matchy, but if you do have feet that are a little, need a little love, a little wide, a little big, little support or whatever, just, just, um, buy the shoe and, and know you're getting the right thing. Um, what about, and, and something those lines, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I was going to move on. So yeah. So do you no, have there's, there's a delay. I don't think you heard me. That's okay. 
So I was just going to say, and and this is to nobody in particular. I haven't seen comments about this, but I just I know a lot of times with people coming back from running or new runners, um, you know, you get blisters sometimes, and that happens. I get blisters sometimes. I've been running for 20 years, and I get blisters if I go out on a longer run or you know a little run harder than I'm used to, or just you know a little bit of a different um, if I go on a trail and I'm not used to that, but. I want to make it known that even if you have a blister or something like that, that is like a very acute minor injury per se, you can still go running. Like you can still, you shouldn't use something as acute as that and as minor as that to, to prevent you from like running for an entire week or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy to come up with little excuses like that. Yes. And so this is, this is Debbie and I saying, don't let things like that be an excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Break out the band-aids and, um, and you know, maybe you don't go do the whole 30 minutes. Maybe you go out for, for 15 and then maybe do the other 15 on the elliptical or something like that. But, um, yeah, you definitely, you know, there are excuses with a capital E. You know, you are on the toilet, you know, because you have diarrhea or you're vomiting or, um, you know, or, you know, you really feel like the flu is coming on or you're foot has been hurting for three runs and you're nervous that you're doing something bad. Um, that is uh, definitely time to, you know, take a break and reevaluate. But yeah, a blister, a hangnail, <laughs> your favorite show on, things like that, you know, no, you get to, you get to go run. Um, okay, what about, um, let's talk for a minute about keeping logs, Coach Lindsay, because um, you know, I have a hard time doing it still. I mean, I will totally admit that, you know, being 20 years into a runner, but when I do do it, I really, really see the value in it. Um, do you do it? Well, I do it. So personally, I do it sometimes. Um, like, and this is hard. This is hard for me. <laughs> I, because I don't, I want to encourage everybody else to do it. But that being said, um, I think running has been a way of life for me for so much longer that the log factor isn't as much of a necessity um, for me holding myself accountable. There are other things I do to hold myself accountable. That being said, I think most people should do a log. Um, so do as I say, not as I do. Um, what I do do, though, for sure, is I have my calendar of my entire day. And at the end of the week, at the end of the day, I always want to be able to write in what I did do for the day. Okay, so I always want to look back on last week and say, okay, seven miles that, or, you know, however many miles this day, however many miles this day, so that I can see the picture of what I've done. Now, what I suggest people do that are coming back from running or new to running is have your calendar, have your schedule, the, the Train Like a Mother Club schedule with your day of events. So you have a doctor's appointment, you have a, a work meeting, you have a whatever you have going on. And in that schedule, have your run scheduled too. And then at the end of the day, you put a little check mark by all the things that you did and don't make the 30 minute run, you know, the, the last priority is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah um, sure. It sounds like you do, so much that's a log. You know, if you're writing in, I did seven miles today. I did four miles on Tuesday. I took a rest day on Wednesday. That is a log. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is a log. I, I guess my brain was going. I don't know. I'm not following a specific training plan right now. Oh, okay. I no, log, yeah, yeah, I log everything I do for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, sorry to be unclear. Yeah, I think, and um, I mean, you have your training plan set out for you, but having something where um, writing down what you did 
and how you felt if, you know, I mean, so you know kind of, you know, what, what some red flags are, but what you did, how you felt, you know, and it's two or three sentences. It's not, you know, a novel by any stretch. But, um, but then, you know, there's two parts to this. One is when if you start to feel yucky, like if you start to feel like, oh, my foot started hurting or, um, you know, you can often put in there when your period starts. I think that that's helpful sometimes because I know that things kind of go haywire for me when that happens. Um, so, um, you know, so you have something to look back on. Um, and so you can kind of chart different patterns of how you're feeling and what's going on with your body. But secondly, it is really fun to look back and be like, oh my gosh, look what I did last month. I ran, you know, 15 miles a week. I did this. And it gives you the sense of confidence going into a race or taking on a new goal that, um, that you can do it, you know? So it's, it's another step. Um, and it's, but it's, it's, there's just something, um, really helpful about it. And it's, it's beyond just, you know, doing an X on your training plan. Um, and that being said too, I, I know a couple people on the Facebook page have made comments that they've lost track of where they're at and they've gotten off schedule. When, when should they hop back in? Now, if you had a log of all of your weeks, so if you're on week, eight or six or 10, or I know we're all on kind of different, everybody's kind of jumping in at different times in the yeah. phases in the group. Um, if you had a log and you could look back and say, okay, I was building, building, building for four weeks. Then I had two weeks of, you know, I was sick, my kids were sick, or the next week I just fell off for no reason. Um, you can kind of see where your progress was and, and figure out, okay, this makes sense that I pick back up where week four was, or you know what I mean? That way you're not just kind of wondering how many weeks went by there that I didn't really hit all my workouts. Yeah, totally. I, there's just something, and it's really, you know, I, I personally, when I do do it, I really recommend doing it right when you come in the door from your workout because, you know, stuff gets in the way. And then, you know, again, it's, it's a lot of how you're feeling. It's, it's, it's definitely the physical work that you did, but also, like, I felt great. Or I, I definitely was at the end of my rope when I finished that workout. Um, it will help you determine some patterns. And that's satisfying to be able to go write down that you did it. Oh, absolutely. It's like the only crisp part of the day. That's what I always say. Like running is so black and white. So you are in control. You know, everything else I feel like it's just always on repeat. And I mean, I realize running is on repeat because we're doing it, you know, trying to get people to do it a couple times a week. But, you know, they always have to eat. There's always going to be more email. There's always going to be something that's never quite finished. But you can always finish a run and write it down and the satisfaction there is it's just lovely <laughs> well, and ladies use it our Facebook page post your run on our Facebook page any day if you want to post every single run you do in a week throughout the whole thing post it on the page that's I mean I agree that's 100% good. that's so and satisfying I mean I will be the first to admit like if I go out and do a tempo run or do some workout where I feel great I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at my splits thinking on that last mile. I'm going to hold this pace and I'm going to post that on Instagram because it felt good, you know, and yes. there is nothing wrong with that. I mean, that does lead to the whole comparison trap, which is a whole other story that we already talked about, but there's nothing wrong with celebrating your accomplishments on social media. And that's what we're all here for to cheer you guys on. Absolutely. And the same thing happens with, um, you know, it's the same, there's, there's motivation in that. I mean, there really is. And I, you know, I know sometimes, especially when you're starting out, you can feel like um, either shy or that you're, what you're doing isn't enough or whatever. But, you know, 
I will tell you, I'm going to start back when I get to run again. I'm going to be back doing my run walks for, you know, 20 minutes. And I'm going to definitely be very proud of them and be very vocal about them. And people seeing me, you know, who, you know, has run a marathon or whatever, um, you know, come back and do that. There's some, there's some real motivation there. And so I, I really, I hope that you don't discount the power that you can have on your teammates by being vocal about your um, your your daily runs. And there's one I, I you know we yeah we just spent the first part of this podcast you know poo pooing social media, but it's a private Facebook page. I mean we we are the sole purpose of this is to get you running and keep you running. And you know you have these teammates to cheer you on. So you know use them. All right, that's you know we're here. We want to see you succeed. We want to see all your runs. Well, and I think with the poo-pooing social media, it's like we can we can go to that place in our head, but we can also use it for our benefit, too, if we just figure out a way to do that, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. You can use it for good or evil, and we can <laughs> use it for good. For good. Right. All right, so the last thing that I want to talk about, um, Lindsay, is, um, is group runs, and I know we're spread out all over the country, and I know that, um, you know, it's, it's hard. Everyone's on different schedules, but, you know, there are – you know, running stores like that you work with that have group runs or, um, you know, Moms Run This Town, I know, is, is a national organization that has group runs. Talk to me about, um, you know, when you think it's a good idea to hit a group run and when you might want to go solo. Well, I think there's, I think hitting a group run anytime you can is always a, a really beneficial thing to do. It's, it's an accountability thing for you, first of all. It makes running social. It makes running fun. Um, which is why we want to do it in the first place. I mean, yeah, we're we're running to get back in shape, but once we kind of like get into our groove, we're doing it because it's fun and it feels good. Um, the thing about solo running is, I mean, you just, sometimes you just got to do it because that's what you got to do. You got to get up in the morning and go out your front door and go, right, to get it in. Um, I would definitely try at least once a week if you can. I know everybody's in different situations some people might live somewhere super rural where they can't get to a big group run or anything but if there's an option or an opportunity to go uh, once a week somewhere I know the run specialty store that I work with they do Wednesday and Saturday group runs and it is open arms welcome for anybody if you walk the entire time you are welcome and and if if you're at a run specialty store that isn't welcoming people of all levels and abilities you're probably at the wrong place right I mean yeah. Definitely. It should feel like a very welcoming environment. And and sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there. I mean, it's hard to do to show up solo. It really is. But once you start talking to people, I mean, we I'm sure a lot of you have experienced this. Runners are usually pretty friendly. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yep. And most places, I mean, if you do feel like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be welcome, just call and say, you know, what's, tell me what it is. Is this, is this a pace run? Is this an all, you know, all comers run? And I promise you, if you go, you will find somebody that is, would be willing to run with you. Now, whether yeah. that's, you know, the store employee that, you know, just wants to keep you running or whether that is somebody that's exactly your pace, who is just like you, you know, it is really, um, it's a really great experience. I mean, you know, back in the day when we, we came to your store, Lindsay, and we did a book tour um, for, I think it was Train Like a Mother, and, mm -hmm. um, and we were talking about the most important piece of running gear you can have is a BRF or a best running mm -hmm. friend. And, you know, we, we've done that the, to the best of our ability with the Train Like a Mother Club and, and kind of having teammates, but 
you know, there's one thing to have a virtual teammate and there's another one to have somebody who says, you know, we're going to meet, okay, we're going to meet the store one time a week and then you know what, you're in my neighborhood and we'll go at 6 a.m. three other days a week. And you can do the, the, the 5K workouts, the 5K success workouts. I mean, you don't have to go and, and do the workout that is planned for that day. Um, but it's just more having the crowd and having the accountability and having the fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, the best part of a group run is standing around afterwards, just kind of laugh. Everyone's feeling good. The run is over. You know, maybe you get some coffee. Maybe you go grab a burger. And you just, it's a nice time. It's just, I don't know, we don't have enough that time in our lives. So um, so that's a great way to create it. Yeah. I, I, I and, and I've had some women's training programs here that women met in these programs. I mean, they're just meetup runs. And sure. They're like best friends now. I mean, yes. they travel to races together. I mean, I remember this specific group. There's like six ladies. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's waiting for you. You may find somebody also in your in your neighborhood, uh, in your neck of the woods at least, um, in in the Facebook page as well. So, so chime in there all the time. Um, I, you know, I think that that's. I think um, we've hit most of the main things. I mean, this is really a chance for you to just kind of think about what your practices are, um, you know, just maybe make, maybe make a few small tweaks to maybe what you're doing now. Don't overhaul anything, but just think about, um, you know, how you mentally approach it. Um, you know, just take this podcast and kind of slide it into your mentality right now. And then, and then talk about it on the Facebook page. If you have questions, if you want to make any comments, if you want to, um, you know, just chat about it, you know where to find us. So, um, so thanks, Lindsay. I'm glad the babes slept, and um, we will uh, we'll we'll catch you guys on the on the flip side, right? Yes, and post those runs and, and post all the stuff on the Facebook page. Absolutely, I agree. All right, have a great day. Thanks a lot, Lindsay. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.